Welcome to Matthew Felix, the radio episodes, words, and images. I'm Matthew Felix, author of the novel A Voice Beyond Reason and the travel story collection With Open Arms, short stories of misadventures in Morocco. In February 2018, what is now my Matthew Felix On Air video podcast began as an internet radio program in downtown San Francisco. The radio episodes, Words and Images podcast, feature segments from that radio show in which I converse with writers, photographers, filmmakers, and more. I hope you like the show. And don't forget to check out the current incarnation, Matthew Felix On Air, available here as well as on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks for listening and talk soon. Uh, Colette Hanahan <laughs> is a San Francisco-based artist and writer with Minnesota Roots who has had more jobs than birthdays. After looking into uh, Masters of Fine Arts programs for painting and writing for years, she decided to go for a do-it-yourself MFA. Colette finds artists and writers she admires and asks them if they teach. If they do, she takes their classes or workshops. If they don't, maybe they'd like to drink wine and be friends. It's a win-win regardless. Colette likes to travel a lot too, and she furthers her education by hitting up all the art museums she can when she's in a new place. Colette has done grant writing, creative writing, travel writing, and more. Her work was featured in Volume 11 of the Best Women's Travel Writing Anthology, as well as GeoX.com's Wanderlust section. Colette's artwork has also been featured in publications, including the anthology Vignettes and Postcards from Paris, and online travel magazine Hidden Compass, who, of course, is a friend of the show. Colette has lived in New York, Minneapolis, and Chicago, but five years ago, she returned to San Francisco, which I think was a great move. <laughs> Colette has also taught yoga, and rumor has it she even plays ukulele with a side of egg shaker. shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Colette. Wow, those are some deep bios. I know. From way back. <laughs> no, we go deep here. Hey, I do my research. I do my you research. Do research. You gave me a little blurb and I was like, I think I can like, add I some can color to this. <laughs> That's really Yeah, funny. I know that she's published and that wasn't mentioned and I bet she plays ukulele. That I just sensed. Right. I that mean, I just sensed and I dug until I found proof. Right, right. You it's, know? I mean. But you know what? I just realized I messed up because I should have had you bring the ukulele. Oh. You know what? You're going to be back on when I'm doing the Facebook live version. You're going to be on okay. and you're going to play the ukulele with the side of egg shaker. I, you may have to do the egg shaker. I'll do the egg shaker part. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah because Done. you need both hands, I guess, to do that. Yeah. But it, it could be maybe attached to my foot. Seriously? Sure. I mean, you're that coordinated? One band. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. I, you've got time to practice. <laughs> you've got time to practice because the new show is booked for a while. So you have at least a couple months to practice. Okay. okay. Uh, more jobs than birthdays. What's that about? God, you know, I. When I graduated from college um, back in Milwaukee, um, I moved, I think, about every, every year until I was 34. Wow. Um, and so that's a lot of jobs. And I worked for mobile marketing companies for a while, so you'd have a job for a few months, or I'd move to a new place and need to have two jobs or three. So just it just it added up one day. I was just like, I think... This is kind of a large number here. And what are the jobs that stand out the most? Because I've had a lot of jobs too. Yeah, yeah. A lot and very varied jobs, you know, from very physical jobs, loading trucks. Sure. Um, I mean, all sorts of, la you know, not nine to five necessarily kind of stuff. What interesting sorts of jobs stand out for you? Uh, let's see here. Well, I mean, I, I guess one of the most interesting, well, it was when I was 19, I sold a lot of knives. That's the one I was hoping you yeah. would mention. Because <laughs> you wrote a whole story like, about that. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that's, it, how I, that's like where I saw that. Yeah. got me 
I mean, I, I think I made more money that summer when I was 19 than I have um, since then. And I'm 40. Yeah. So, uh-huh. That says, uh-huh. I mean, so what was it about selling knives that you had such a knack for? You know, it's just, people wanted them. I wanted them. I was yeah. 19 and yeah. I didn't have anything. And I, they did the demo and I, and you were I was sold. sold. I was like, I think I need all of those. And then, so I would just go and do demos in people's houses with their kids and cut watermelons and uh-huh. pennies with well i will say that you're the first guest ever to give me a box of knives as a thank you for being oh, on the show well, so thank you, you for the box it. of knives you yeah now i'm gonna have to learn to cook but i still i appreciate the knives um but the other part about selling the knives is you sold out of your brother's camaro right so actually that was a bio where i had to um, slice the words down a lot so that's actually not <laughs> quite true it uh-huh. was like i drove uh-huh. it around and it was a t-top Oh, Camaro a that got Camaro. edited out. And also it wasn't like strictly out of. Yeah, it there, wasn't like from the trunk. Right. It wasn't okay. out of the trunk. That would have been cooler. <laughs> I, I would bring all the knives in and then sometimes they'd walk me back to the Camaro. Well, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's carrying a bunch of knives by yourself. You could that could be kind of dangerous. I mean, on the other hand, I guess you're armed, so you're fine. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's the opposite. Maybe people had more reason to be afraid of you. Okay, but I am curious, though. Um, do you think that, that having so many different life experiences has furthered the creativity? Do you think that having all those different life experiences has played into that at all? Or am I um, trying to go too deep too fast? No, no, no. I think, I think what you say is true. I think, like, in general, I'm, I get afraid to start new things always, which it doesn't sound that way from no, it doesn't these sound bios, that way. right? Uh-uh. Um, but I think it's been good to constantly be putting myself out there. Um, well, and the other thing with art too. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But the other no. thing though, cause you said, you know, it doesn't necessarily sound that I am afraid of starting new things because I've started so many new things, but I, th- I was talking about this recently. Just because you do something doesn't mean you're not afraid of it, right? right? I just went to Central Asia recently, as I mentioned on the show before, and a lot of my friends, particularly those who aren't travelers, you know, why are you doing? Why are you going there? Aren't you afraid of that part of the world? We don't know. And no, and 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 I said, well, actually, yes, I am afraid because I don't know that much. Not right. so afraid. I'm not going to do it. But there is something about looking at the outside at if you know if i look at your bio then i think oh she's fearless no no yeah. that doesn't mean that you're fearless it means that you confront your fears and continue to try to have these new experiences but that doesn't mean that the fear is not there right it's, it's the forever whole, present yeah, yeah 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 um how do we address the fear well i just i've kind of just realized that it's just going to always be part of my life mm. um i always wanted Damn. it to go away and i would read all of these books and i mean i still do these things and listen to the podcast and um I just think it's part of who I am and who a lot of people are yeah and then you just sort of it's always a huge surprise because I never want to start anything new I always <laughs> like even walking here I was like this is going to be great I don't want to do it I don't want to do it I'm yeah. afraid yeah um but once you once I you know commit to something and then you kind of get through the nervousness I always feel so much better than I did before I started. So then it becomes like, okay, like write that down, read that next time you try to talk yourself out of something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because those are the experiences that we're living for. Right. And then make us grow. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to go out of our comfort zones to grow. Right. For me, that's kind of the bottom line with that kind of stuff. Right. It's, I can not do this thing because it makes me uncomfortable. Right. Or I can acknowledge the pull that I'm feeling because I know there's actually something I'm going to grow in some way as a result of this. And exactly. it's not necessarily easy, but it's almost it's it's always worthwhile. Always. It's always worthwhile. Even if it 
doesn't turn out and it never turns out like you think, but I think it's always been worth it. Yeah. 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 You're a writer and a painter. Yes. So two shows ago, I don't know if you know Paul Madonna. I do. Right. So I had him on and I was just insanely jealous because it's rare that people are both visual, or at least in my experience, maybe it's not so rare. Maybe I'm just talking about myself. I am horrible (laughs) at visual arts. I just cannot, you know, I'm just, that's not my, that's not how I express myself. And usually, again, I'm, I don't, I can't corroborate this with data, but it just seems to me that usually people are kind of more into words or, or more gifted with words, more gifted with images that we kind of gravitate or, or whatever the form of expression might be. Mm-hmm. And so with him, I was reading his stuff and I was just I blown away. And then I'm looking at his drawings, which I already knew. I knew his drawings already, which is why I had initially wanted to have him on the show. But then I went more into his writing and I was like, oh, this is, he's great in both realms. Yeah. And I was just overcome with jealousy. And, uh, but anyway, but you, you're, you're the same. You're a writer and a painter. You're obviously very gifted in both. And I'm just curious, um, what is your first love, if there is oh, one? Um, probably painting. Painting. That's what or I yeah. making art. Yeah, um, visual art. Since I was a little kid, that's the only class I wanted to go to. And um, Right, but I mean, I think I didn't figure out how to really to do that. And I'm still <laughs> figuring that out, obviously. But I didn't you know, do it for so long, it was just like like stuck in me same with writing it's sort of like I didn't start doing either and maybe until I was like in my early 30s really um really going for it I guess yeah, yeah, like really. I would do like oh you're getting married I'll make you a painting and then I wouldn't paint for two years really um because I was so afraid you know it's like um this weird it's like the resistance that have you ever re- read Stephen Pressfield no but I'll write him down um the art the War of Art, not The Art of War. I actually okay, ordered I've read that the book. Art of War. Okay, yeah. like, you you very, accidentally ordered that one? Very different book. Yeah. But also very worthwhile. Very, very worthwhile. worthwhile. Yeah, I need but to completely circle back. different vibe. I was like, oh, it's going to get to the art soon. I'm like, right. what? No. <laughs> so wait, even after you bought it, you didn't realize that well, it was the I wrong book? Thought, I mean, I, I think like within one page. And right, the cover right. kind of throws you off. Co- but sometimes, yeah, I, yeah. you know, I, I trusted that maybe... You just needed to see it through it and then it was going to, yeah, just really, didn't happen for you. No. Okay. No. So you sent it back sent or you gave it, it away and, and got the got, real one. And the, I the read one you that wanted. Yeah. every time I have a, like a show or some, if I need to be painting, because it's the resistance mm-hmm. that I think keeps a lot of artists, writers. I mean, if you're doing any creative work, um, entrepreneurs, anything out of making your art. I could not agree with you more. That's the whole premise of my novel is one of the main premises of the novel is going with your gut, listening to your heart to overcome that resistance Yes, and realizing that the resistance is it's our doubts and our fears. And meanwhile, you've got your intuition there saying, no, 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 you need to be painting. You need to be painting. You need to be painting. Like you just said, you had been hearing that for a long time, but you would only kind of listen once in a while. Yes. So, but tell me more about how the book helps you when you've got a show coming up or you've got, you want to embark upon something new and you go back to that book. So what is it in the book that's, that re-inspires you or gives you that courage again or whatever it is exactly that it's doing for you? Cause he just sort of, it's a really simple book. Um, and he just hits all the bullet points of what comes up in your head while you're trying to create something. Uh-huh. So you think it's real. And it, and every time I do it again, it, it, you know, the, whatever it is, this resistance will make up a new thing that seems more real. Or, yeah. Um, like, for instance, um, you're not, you're, you will never be good enough. Other people are better than you. They're already doing it better the than you. The worthiness issue. The worthiness is really tough. Also, um, 
what would be another one like one time I was like I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore art like oh, it's it's a terrible thing I'm gonna do acupuncture and so then I stopped and I was researching acupuncture programs yeah, yeah. so that's part of the resistance too is just like some other new interest or well and something that's more practical something that's more practical right because you can make a living more there's a more direct path but potentially to making a living with acupuncture. Right. Acupuncture has been one of my fallbacks for a long time. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and I, yeah. Maybe we'll still try Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll open an acupuncture center. I think we should, because yeah. it is a genuine interest. But and it like, saved my life. We're not going to talk about that now, but acupuncture oh, saved my life. Yeah, we'll talk about that either on a different show I or, or another. I believe in it wholeheartedly, oh, seriously. too. Seriously, I spent so much money on traditional for this nerve issue I had. Yeah. Went to an acupuncturist night and day. That Again, that's another story. Um, but, but yeah, so keep going. So the, yeah, the resistance I mean, but like, the, but not, you know, 10 hours before a show when that comes in, that is resistance yeah. where it's like, I need to finish one more thing. Um, I mean, there's just so many different forms that would just be like, oh, I need to, um, do all these other things before I start or it's too dark outside. I'm not going to see the color correctly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And you just for a painting, yeah, push or for a painting, that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good example. Or I'm too tired. I'm not thinking correctly. All the ways that we find, to, yeah, I'm too exactly. tired. I'm not thinking correctly. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm usually probably not thinking right. correctly. Whatever that means. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah. But that's. But that's. That's. I mean. But that's a perfect illustration of how right. we do sabotage ourselves. You're like, ourselves, I need to take a ourselves. nap or something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you're out. Yeah. And then you never start again. Well, no, usually <laughs> what I do then is I just have more coffee. So I force the issue. Right, and I just right. keep going. And then I crash later once I've gotten whatever it is I needed to get done, done. That's good. Um, but so let's talk about creativity. Yeah. And again, this writing and painting or writing versus painting, writing and painting, we'll say. I am curious because you are good at both. Um, do you find that there's a lot of overlap in the process regardless of the medium? Or is it really two different worlds for you from a creative that's process, a good, that's a good question. You know, I can't do both at the same time. Interesting. Because I think it pulls from the same part. Source. The same source that, um, you know, and, and it's just like, and you know this, the creative process of writing. It's like, you know, you're like, it's, oh my, you know, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. And then all of a sudden it is total garbage uh -huh. for a while. And it's just pushing through the garbage point, at least for me. Right. And I think maybe some writers it'll flow. And another resistance is that exact thing is it doesn't come easily to me. I kept, that was my mantra for Painting years. or writing or both they or whatever come, the creative neither thing come is. Neither easily to uh -huh. me. And I never want to do them uh -huh. until I start. Uh -huh. <laughs> so then I was like, uh -huh. this isn't like a real thing then. <laughs> right. Um, but then once you start, you right. lose yourself in it. And if I'm not doing it, I feel terrible. You feel terrible because... I'm not doing it. Guilty. You feel guilty? guilty and or? also I think when I am painting and writing, I just feel more connected to the world, to people around me, to... Um, I just feel better. I mm -hmm. feel... I got a little hop in my step. Uh-huh. I don't uh -huh. bald as quickly. You don't like, bald as quickly? I feel like I'm already <laughs> balding a little bit. We can you feel talk like about you're that balding? Later. Yeah. Okay, well, then you are here. I, hopefully, just by sitting across from me, you feel better about yourself. <laughs> no, no. I mean, if, if, noth if you get nothing else out of this talk, you should feel better about yourself. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll take you back. and You can look at my shower drain, okay? And then we'll talk about who's balding. Um, it's, it's a real thing. Though. It's a real thing. No, I, I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that it is. I know there's the alopecia <laughs> thing. There's, yeah, yeah, no, I know all about that. Um, okay, so I started spinning through my notes because I was going to ask you something, but I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. Because uh, I want to know about the do-it-yourself MFA. Okay, yeah. Because that sounds like, first of all, it's interesting. Secondly, 
you know, we're, we're talking, we're spending a lot of time thus far kind of talking about your resistance and, sure. and self-doubt and what stops you from doing it. Yeah. And yet you have this incredible initiative to do a do-it-yourself MFA, which quite frankly is a lot more difficult than just signing up for a program where it's already laid out, laid out for you. So clearly, sure. again, despite the resistance, despite the different mind games that we play right. with ourselves, you're incredibly, um, you have a lot of initiative and you, and you take a lot of initiative. Oh, you. you might not have realized that, but I'm looking at my notes and I do have proof about this one. Yes, this one I can corroborate. So, but how and why did you realize that a traditional MFA, let's start with this. Yeah, how did yeah. you realize a traditional MFA wasn't for you, wasn't yeah. the way you wanted to go? Um, well, first of all, let's see. I, the, and the DIY MFA is very loose too. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's that, just a nice way of it's a nice calling way of saying it. it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, with an MFA, I always wanted you know to do a program, but I didn't have the portfolio built. You know, mm. so I would look into these programs and just hours of you know figuring out how much it would cost and going through all the teachers and. But then I was like, I don't think I can even really get in. I need to build a portfolio. Um, and then they're just so expensive on top of it. And right. then I would find the parts of the programs that I really liked. And I was like, maybe you just, hey, let's just start there. And when I moved back to San Francisco, uh, I've moved here back four times. <laughs> this is my fourth time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I was like, I will stay. I want to stay here this time. And um, I want to start making art and trying that out. So I was like, where do you start? Um, and I started with writing, with taking a class from City College. Um, Ruth Carlton. I don't know if you know her. Mm-mm. Okay, she's a travel writer. And um, I just took the class, and in that class, we went to Weekday Wanderlust, was okay. one of our things. And so I saw some amazing teachers there Lavinia, Don, Kimberly, right. and met We've tons been on of this people. Show yeah. Twice, actually, Don and Kimberly have both been on twice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah. Yep. And I walked into that room with my classmates, and I was just like, this is it. Like, I fell in love with that moment these people I, I was like I want to do this mm-hmm. and so then uh, I asked these people if they taught classes and then I would take it from there so then that's how I started doing the writing part and then depending upon what job I had at the time I would set aside some money to put towards the MFA you know just sort right. of to your personal do-it-yourself per- MFA right yeah. so doing some workshops the jobs I had a better salary like traveling more and the jobs that maybe I couldn't quite make that happen would be doing free things in the city. Um, you know, f- there's a lot of great things to do in the city. Really Even is, like yeah. through, and then the art side of it was art span has been huge for me. And that's, um, that's where your, is that where your studio is? Do they my, have studio? Cause they don't, they, they're the organization that, um, helps artists in the Bay area to find studio space, to okay. find places to show art. Um, and Paul Madonna is married to Joan. Oh, Madonna, that's right. That's right. Okay. Director, yeah. He mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. That's why I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so it all comes full circles. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you really know them. Okay. They, yeah. 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 They're yeah. amazing. Okay. Total. They've changed my life for sure. Oh, all right. Um, and so then with, yeah, so I guess the art route, if just to go into that side, then, um, I worked at visual aid for a while. It was, um, a nonprofit in the city and we put on a huge art auction every year to raise money for artists with life threatening illnesses. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my parts of my job was to do write bios about artists and so uh-huh. i would get all of their art that came in for their donations and a few of the artists i was just blown away by i was like i just i want to start painting i was looking at classes at you know different places and you know you see the the work of an artist who is teaching you're like yeah i bet i can learn a lot from this person 
but why not take a class from the person that like takes your breath away, you know, mm-hmm. when you see their art. So I, um, I called up this woman, Katya Libanath. Look her up. She's amazing art. And I asked her if she taught and she said no, uh, but come by for coffee. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay. So I went to her studio and she just set me up. She was like, okay, do you really want to do this? You're going to make, you're going to make some business cards. Um, with your, you know, all your info on it, you're going to get a website. You're going to go across the street and go to Art Explosion, which is um, a studio space for artists. Yes, that one, yeah. Yeah, and uh, rent a space because <laughs> they were pretty affordable. Yeah. Um, and then sign up for open studios. That's what Artspan puts on. Uh, make 10 paintings that are small, that look different, but similar. And you're going to do open studios. This is like, if you're serious, this is what you're going to do. She just said it. And I'm like, what? I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Because that's so much of, so much of the resistance that we were talking about, regardless of the endeavor is how do I do this? Right. 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 And so because you happen to ask this woman to take a class, not knowing that she's, well, I'm not going to teach you, but I'll take you under my wing and give you a step-by-step how to. Unreal. That's incredible. And I was kind of afraid of her, right? Because I, I emailed her and she's like, no. You know, it was just like the denied. <laughs> like, I don't do this. Like, right, and I was right. like, oh, this is like too creepy. I'm like finding your email address. And whatever, I'm stalking. I'm stalking yeah, you. Yeah. And she's become one of my good friends. And like she came by um, that open studios. I was so nervous. Like the night before, I was like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do the open studios. I don't feel like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be embarrassed. And I just was like, you signed up for it. You got to do it. Like, you're committed now. You're committed now. And Katya came and I hadn't, um, um, I didn't know how to price anything. And she was just like, boom, 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 boom. Priced everything. Let's go. Like brought That's flowers crazy. and some like wine. She's like, you're on. Let's do this. Right, right. <laughs> so that was the beginning of that. And then from there, you know, if you can do lots of YouTube videos, <laughs> uh, sign up. Uh-huh. You know, there's so much free stuff that there you can is. learn from and just people to meet and groups to form and your own community. Cause I know there's a lot of great, um, benefits of doing an MFA, you know, like mm-hmm. the community, um, the networking or right. all these things and setting aside the time to actually work on your art. But if, I don't know, I just thought maybe I could try to do it myself mm-hmm. and it's right. still a process. Has it ever, have you ever been aware of it working against you that you don't, didn't do the formal route? Well, I don't have like a good bio in the way of like, she went to this school or like, you know, like when I've been in an art auction before, they're like, but what about your education or something? I'm like, uh-huh. I, I don't know. It, I, pff, I don't really have one. Right. So, no, I don't have I a formal one. Way, I don't have know. a formal one, which is very different from not having you're one. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Just, just a little, if I may yes. interject yes. that, because that's the whole point. You don't have a formal one, but you have educated yourself. And yes. to anyone who's listening who hasn't looked at ColetteHannahan.com, wait, .com, right? Dot com, yeah. yeah. Uh, go look at her pictures either right now or uh, <laughs> if you can do it while continuing to listen, because presumably you're online or you might be on your phone. Um, but you obviously have an education. Either that or you're just completely naturally talented. But there, there's you, you, your work is really impressive and beautiful. Oh, and I really you. like your style. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But clearly you're educated, whatever form that education took. Yeah. So, But that's the thank only you. time that it's really... Like it hasn't stopped you from getting into shows. It hasn't... It's really just people will ask because they're kind of assuming. And again, they're assuming, yeah. presumably because of the quality of your work. <laughs> I don't know about that. Right? But yeah, I mean... Thank you. Own it. <laughs> Own it. Seriously, her work her work is beautiful oh, and, and really inspiring. Too. Okay, so let's talk about 
let me look at the time here. Yeah. Okay, I think um, because you also mentioned another woman who was really important to you, mm. and so I was curious oh. about. Because uh, yeah. it sounded like that was also very sort of serendipitous, yeah. and you weren't looking to find this mentor, and yet you had this other mentor who came into your life. So let's, I guess now we are talking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's too late. The train just left the station. So let's talk about that <laughs> a little bit, about... or her rather, a little bit. Yeah, she's like a, a second mother to me, Renata. Um, and when I moved back to San Francisco, she's she's really good friends with my mom, and they met in Peru studying in the jungle. It's like jungle medicine through a shaman. So they had this really great. Well, they didn't do ayahuasca, but I think that was available. But it was part Mm -hmm. of it. Uh, My mom was working for the University of Minnesota for um, an alternative medicine degree. And so she went down just to learn from the shaman. And then Renata was there because she's always been studying shamanism. Um, So when Renata asked me, hey, if you need a place to stay, I have a cottage in my backyard. She grows. I think like 80% of her own food. She wow. and her husband made their own wine. In the city? Um, in um, Nevada. In Nevada, okay. Uh-huh. Every Up time I'd road. say it, I was like, Nevada. I'm like, Nevada? Like, it's my Minnesota <laughs> accent. It's like, Novato. Nevada. In Nevada? Nevada, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, just up the road. And um, her backyard was all fruit trees. And so I thought, yeah, like, you know, this sounds great. So I spent four months living there. And I would take the bus into the city to work at the arts nonprofit I had mentioned. Um, and she'd always wait for me, um, even if it was dark, and have the food set out. Um, and we'd drink wine and talk. And she told me, you know, because I was nervous about spending money. You know, I was like, it, especially for an art degree or like art classes. I'm like, I just don't even know. Um, I was just like really in my head Is about it. Responsible? it. Is it responsible? Is it going to pay off? Is exactly. it? Yes, I'm very familiar with any yeah. of the issues you might have been <laughs> okay, feeling. Okay, okay. So if you can't give voice to them, let me do <laughs> it know, for I'm you. Like, yeah, I can list I'm about like, 10 <laughs> money-related anxiety issues related to... Yeah, so yeah, completely yeah. get it. Right, okay, right. yep. So, and she just sat me down and she was just like, um, money is energy. Just straight for it. She's, she's very just straightforward. She's German. You know, very... Oh, yes. like She's incredible i'd always be like wait is there more you know she'd just be like end of story you know whatever this is uh-huh, end of story uh-huh. so and then she said we're only here to learn and to love Amen. just simple you know and so i was just like wow that's like an easier focus <laughs> trying to do like everything kind uh-huh. of or is her cabin available currently no i told her i'm like i think everyone like coming of age everyone should have to live with her for at least four months <laughs> everyone 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 yeah, yeah just uh-huh. like line it up right because um, I've just, I mean, I've learned so much. We could go, we could have a whole show on Renata. Okay, maybe we will. Yeah, maybe we should get Renata. It um. sounds like maybe we should. Uh, did she, this is a quick tangent, and this is more, we'd, this this would again yeah, be yeah. another show, but did she get you into shamanism at all? Yeah, I guess that's like the missing link. Oh, okay. Me starting with that shamanism por- portion of it. But yeah, like, you know, we would talk about everything. and And my mom was studying it too at the time. So I had two of the most influential women uh, in my life talking about shamanism and then me making art and wondering like what's the point Mm -hmm. you know like I love making it um, but then I just thought like am I making art to match people's couches like that's Uh not I don't like what is the deeper meaning what's the deeper meaning because I used to teach more and I used to work at like nonprofits. I felt more of a connection to people but Renata was just like you need to keep painting because this is your connection, you know, your connection to nature and the way you see the world. And, and something bigger. But I mean, I'd always be like, well, what's still sort of what's the point? But then when I would be making art, 
I mean, and then just kind of giving, just like kind of letting it go and not be so in my head about it. Mm-hmm. It is some of the, I, I do, it has become a spiritual practice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, so that's a nice segue. So again, I'm going to jump around here in my notes because let's let's talk more about that because we're yeah. on that track. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have to skip down to a couple of your quotes that Ooh. I was going to bring up later. And so I want to bring them up because they specifically relate to that. Okay. Hold on here. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, hold on. Where's There's one I'm really looking for for in particular okay colette hanahan likes to paint the moments that stop her in her tracks moments that spark new ideas or bring clarity that's just one of them Mm -hmm. but um tell me a little bit about that yeah i mean it's sort of like those moments where you're late for work and you're walking like through chinatown and all of a sudden the sky opens up the light is just gorgeous the colors and it's just like hey maybe there's something bigger than worrying about being late or, you know, like, <laughs> uh-huh. in, or worrying about all the things I worry about that would be embarrassing if I spoke them out loud, yeah. you know, just the thoughts that cycle in your head. Um, so it's the moments that pull me out of sort of the mundane things that like don't serve me at all. And the soundtrack, like, right, the, right. The, the loop, the endless the loop, loop sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, another thing you said is, and this was in your expanded biography that you um, that, okay. that you sent, because this, again, this ties in directly, and this is, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place now, but, no. it, but the conversation is not, so I want to mention this. Um, she knows she's not supposed to talk about God, mm. but she paints <laughs> nature to feel closer to its magic. So, in the vein of this, this spiritual vein here, why aren't you supposed to talk about God? And I know that was said sort of tongue-in-cheek, yeah, but I, I mean, know it probably was like... wasn't also completely tongue-in-cheek though, right? So right, what, I mean, that was just like my that? message to you, which is so funny. But yeah, I mean, I think it maybe people don't like to talk about it a lot or it'll turn people off. So whatever you call it, and I mean, some people don't believe in anything that way and I love everybody you know whatever whatever your beliefs are but I Uh think for me it's um um the time that I feel connected to something bigger and for me that's the reason to keep going for it like whether it is writing painting just making creative things um it's those moments that you know when it's the painting that I need to finish and I'm looking at it and it's terrible and I'm like bargaining with it like i'll give you one more hour or else you're you're toast like i'm gonna wow so um, you threaten your paintings <laughs> well I mean, if they're maybe not performing like, you expect your paintings think... <laughs> to perform it sounds like Interesting. well i guess that's not fair but sort of just like well maybe you could th- it could be a more loving voice like yeah. hey if this is gonna work it's cool let's just let's just call it a day right. and we'll start from scratch right okay that could be nicer <laughs> um uh-huh. but and then it'll come together in a way that I can't remember how I did it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like something else. And then also to be outside painting is just a whole other situation because where you're feeling you're in nature, which I've loved since I was a kid and mm-hmm. always feels so much better in nature and then making art in nature. So that is a big spiritual experience for me too mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of more visceral because you're more you're literally in the nature yeah. you're you're 
connected with the ground and the sky, whatever it is you might be focusing on. Yeah. And so you do, you do go paint, you take your paints out and your bench or whatever it is that you, and you actually do it on site. Yeah. I mean, when I get my act together, um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot uh-huh. to like haul. Yeah. Um, and I want to do it more, but yeah, when I do do it or sometimes, uh, if it's just going to be a quick one, I'll do watercolor or sketch or just to get the colors down or the composition. And then I'll bring it back to the studio to finish it. But um, yeah, I mean, those are the times where I'm like, hey, this is worth it. This is worth the time to like, you know, haul everything in your car to this place and work with the wind and right. remember your hat. And right. The things. hat's very important. <laughs> the hat is very important. For this skin, yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about the work itself or rather your work itself. Okay. Um, and not necessarily just your recent collection, but kind of in general. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seems because I'm not a visual artist, so I'm not going to have the vocabulary, but I'm going to go there anyway because I did. Oh, that's right. You're (laughs) not educated. I forgot. Perfect. So I can't I can't make myself too, you know, put my foot too much in my mouth. I'm sure I still could find a way. But um, but I do remember because I did have an art class in when I was in high school in Spain. Yeah. And I remember this pointillism. Yeah. And so it seems to me that you're sort of you're painting uh, realistic scenes like you start with a lot of times it's urban landscapes, San Francisco landscapes. Um, so it's kind of realistic in so far as the subject matter, it's not just abstract, but Mm -hmm. then it's also feels impressionistic. And sometimes you really do get down. I mean, there's a lot of dots, right? Oftentimes very big dots. Sure. And I, I love the style, but I'm just curious and I don't know how you can speak to that or if you even can speak to that or if it's, yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But first, just to clarify to the education, um, I did like in college do like drawing design. So I have like and you have a, a writing degree also, right? and I have a writing degree undergrad. Undergrad, right? Right. So I mean, there's like I do. There's I've had some amazing teachers. It's not like I just have figured it out all of, you know all on my own. That's not what it sounds like. Okay, not cool. what it sounds. So like. I wanted to. At least not. That would have been an email to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, <Matthew. laughs> she was so full of herself. God damn. Yeah. No, but I mean, I, and um, yeah. Okay. So, okay. but to so get back to so kind of your work to, and the yeah. I, you know, I guess it's just um, I love color first and first and foremost. So like, um, usually I'll start with those big, those big dots, um, and then cover over. Oh, really? That's how yeah, you start. How I start. Ah, interesting. I, I would not have thought that. If I'm gonna go uh, dark, I start light and bright, and if I'm gonna go light, I start go the opposite way, just so the colors For contrast. Will build up. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then usually like my earlier paintings, I would paint over them then with, um, to make more of a fog effect, but then you could see some peeking through, but then I guess like for this last show I did, um, it was one of those like saying yes to it before you're ready. That's mm-hmm. also a huge lesson. Uh-huh, <laughs> I've learned uh-huh. where usually I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready. Um, but they sent me, um, a map of the wall space that I needed to cover and I was like, oh my God. Like Covering I don't both with one work or with just a with, bunch of works? With a bunch this of is where work, you'll be exhibiting. This is where you'll be exhibiting. Um, this was uh, 1317, Gallery 1317 in North Beach, which mm-hmm. you should go to if yes. you have a chance. But it was a great experience. But he sent me the you know, the wall measurements and I was like, oh my God, I have three paintings. So I had to make paintings fast. Uh-huh. And so I was doing the dots and I was like, what, what if I just kept them? Cause I love the color. Like, why am I so afraid of the color? <laughs> this, mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. this is all about fear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, hmm, I think so much of it is back to it. Yeah, um, yeah. but I, I just thought like, um, I don't know, like part of it looks a little elementary to me. So I was like, okay, I don't, and that, that's a fear too of being judged. Mm-hmm. But I, I just thought like, I don't know. I, I love the colors. I don't want to cover them up. 
Mm-hmm. So I loved them. Mm-hmm. And so then I started sort of making more of those. And then I go back to the, the other ones too because I like them more, like the fog and yeah. just sort of the, yeah. The the less um, like linear yeah. or, yeah, the kind yeah. of the moody, I don't yeah, know how to characterize yeah, yeah, Again, yeah, yeah. this is, I'm very No, much that's good. Mind, I've yeah. heard people call it that and I'm like, hmm, maybe I am. But see, <laughs> like, yeah, because I love the dots. You love uh, the dots, yeah, yeah. 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 Some mean, people... And it sounds like you just kind of described the birth of your style, or at yeah. least the style of that collection or, or yeah, those yeah. collections. And so it's just really interesting for me to listen to how that happened and how, you know, you didn't necessarily set out for that to be the style. No, it's, but it's my very, favorite part, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And it's very distinctive. And for me, at least, it completely works. Oh, and thank you. to the point where, you know, when I saw your work in Hidden Compass, I recognized it as yours. Oh, and really? I hadn't even seen that much of your stuff. Okay. Right? Which is really interesting. I mean, and to me, that kind of says that you've struck something that, yeah. at least in me, the, the viewer, you know, the observer, resonated. Okay. Right? And, but what you also did, also speaking about Hidden Compass, you kind of did a variation on that. So you have where you have these surreal, what I kind of, they seem kind of surreal dots, like up in the sky. Yeah. But then you did all these curvy designs up in the sky for yeah. Hidden Compass. Yep. It was the one above the gas chamber. Yes. That was one of the hardest illustrations I've had to do. And, and yeah, and that's, inter- this was an illustration, not a painting. Was that right. what these well, were illustrations? Okay, so I or? guess we can call them either one. Okay. I guess uh, it was a watercolor painting, but it was sort of an illustration. Started it with went, an illustration. Um, it went with the story. Yeah. Um, and it was pen and ink with watercolor. So okay. I kind of. Yeah, yeah, both. Kind both. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but tell us about how that came to be. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, reading a story. Um, and then making illustrations with it. I really love the collaboration of that because it makes me feel less alone. Like, what am I really doing? Does will anybody care about this? You know, it's yeah. just like me and my studio. And this, did we already say this was wasn't this James Michael Dorsey's yes. story about his relationship with a man who had been in a concentration camp, yeah. and then James Michael ends up going. Yeah. Uh, to to the camp and it's his story about that. It's somebody's name, Lehman, Lehman. Um, Miss... Le- I think it's Lehman. Lehman. It? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Good, so good anyways, memory. Yeah. So yeah, check yeah. that out on Hidden Compass. It's a beautiful story. Oh, a but beautiful tell us more story. about yeah your collaboration. Um. Yeah. So then. So having having that knowing that this is to illustrate this story. Yeah. It's giving you much more guidelines, much right. more structure than you might ordinarily have. Right. So I just I went into a couple scenes that he went into detail and sort of just um like the the dots become more ghost like yeah. figures but I was yeah. like how do you draw a ghost <laughs> but then Sabine and Savani were like you go for it you know yeah. like we trust you yeah. um which was so nice but yeah I mean it was sort of the challenge of making it still my own style but bringing in um the imagery and hopefully I mean that was one of the hardest things I've had mm, to do interesting. was illustrate that story because of its... Because it's so powerful it's, and you want to do man. justice. You probably yeah, want to yeah. do it justice. Yeah. And yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so something we have mentioned a few times, again, with regards to your style and the subject matter that really you're drawn to is the yeah. sky. Yeah. So tell us about the sky. God, you know... Because that seems like that's a predominant element to a yeah. lot of your work. Yeah, I mean, 
um, how many times have I said I mean? A lot. A lot. It's getting <laughs> old. <laughs> Can you it's edit getting that old. out? Yeah. It's so we're, funny because yeah. usually I'd be like, oh, I would delete that. But this is like, no. we are. We're, we are this live. Is, this is live. And I can't edit it. I'll be able, <laughs> I guess fine. I'll be able to edit going forward, but I'm not going to because it takes Don't too much do time. It. Don't yeah, do it. Don't I'm not do going it. to. Yeah. Um, take out my vocal fry. So too. you mean. <laughs> so I mean that, um, where were we? Uh, I was asking about the sky. Oh, this just guy. some light, lighthearted yeah, so conversation. I, I was, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess the idea was that I had moved around so much, and I had just been living in Chicago, Minneapolis, um, New York, and when I moved back to San Francisco, um, I lived by Alamo Square, and I would walk up there in the morning before work just to get a breath. And one morning, I was sitting up there, and it just felt so good to be back in San Francisco. And I looked up, and the sky was so huge and I know it's huge in any city if you can go to the right place but for that moment I was like I think I should paint the sky for a while and that was when I was working at visual aid they ask all of the um, people who work there to make a painting or a piece of art for the art auction and so the our executive director Julie had asked us and I had procrastinated because I was like I don't paint I haven't painted in years I don't know and so the night before and of course i bring it in wet to the place <laughs> but i painted that scene uh-huh. um for the art auction so it was like alamo mostly square. sky and a little bit of alamo square and um yeah and and at the art auction it did well and i was blown away people came up to me you know if, i mean like two people or something like where's your studio and i was it was the first time where i thought god maybe i could do this maybe uh-huh. i could try to make art uh, you know uh-huh. so then i think then I just kept making that style because it felt it's just it I mean I loved it well that's what other, what other reason do you <laughs> know, need right? what other reason do you need uh, right because yeah. again we come back to that right it's resonating that's a sign go with it yeah right and if it's resonating with other people on top of it and it helps you pay your bills on top of it but that's not your motivation that's just a nice you know side yeah, effect then right. hey it's a win-win exactly right like not drop everything but to start like asking people on the side, like, how, how do you do this? Like, how can you? And that's when you started the MFA and and, and really decided to really throw yourself into this as your, as your primary focus. Right. Another thing, in addition to the sky, that's very San Francisco, that's another key element. And apparently this is largely a result of the humidifier that your mom would put next to your bed when (laughs) you were sick is fog. Yeah. Now I wonder though, with regards to your mom putting the humidifier, and that was the closest thing you said that you had to fog growing up in Minnesota was the humidifier that your mom would put next. But I'm wondering, did your mom? Do you think we had? Do you think she had it turned up too high? (laughs) You know, because when my mom would put the humidifier next, like it wouldn't actually get foggy in the room. That's really funny. Well, I mean, I remember like a. Maybe it was too yeah. high, you know? A really see. thick vapor? Well, I mean, it would shoot across the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like enough. Maybe it would drop uh-huh. halfway. Uh-huh. And like, then would it go back out in the morning? There was, like, yeah, like I our wish. fog? I wish. It would come in in, in late afternoon and right. then go back out the in the Minnesota morning, burn fog. off, and then it would burn off? Maybe in like my flu haze, it would be like, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm maybe envisioning this to be a bigger thing. Okay, but in all seriousness, <laughs> though, fog. You like fog, fog and it's a big element. So what's what's the attraction? What's the fascination? With fog. Well, I mean, I think it is. Did you just say what I the said fog? I mean, what sounded, the like, <laughs> sounded like you said, what the fog? Yeah. I'm going to start saying that from now on. It's better than um, I mean. Right. You've already God, said that enough. That You've said that enough. I didn't enough. realize that. God. How do, Thank how God you finally people... did realize it. Because at least we have 15 minutes where hopefully you won't say it. No more. Fingers crossed. No more. Okay. But, but what the fog? What the fog? So 
I guess growing up in Minnesota, I didn't have it. And then other cities I've lived in, it hasn't been, I mean, I this thing, better, an element, it hasn't been present. It hasn't right. been, it hasn't right. been that present. And so that's what I'm here for. Here, thank you. <laughs> Usually when I'm writing, I'm like, Google some, you know, <laughs> somebody else's words. Else. Oh, yeah. It saves me a lot of time. Else's <laughs> cut and paste. Thank God for cut and paste. <laughs> Seriously. And the thesaurus. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. The art of the steel. Um, so I keep losing my train of thought. The um, fog. With the, the fog. fog. So, yes. yeah. I, I think, and then, you know, like, the summer here, it's so foggy. Yes. And people, I had friends that lived out in the Richmond that, you know, called it the June gloom. And <laughs> I can understand that if you just like, I would not you live need out the there. sun. Yeah. But I just, I've always, I've always just thought it was just mysterious and romantic and I love to paint it. So. Well, and the thing for me <laughs> is that I love about the fog. So yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to live out there yeah. because it is during, but you know, where I live in the mission, do you live in the city? Mm. I don't know where you live now. I you, do. You live in yep. the city. Okay. Yep. So where I live in the mission, I don't get the fog. Hardly. Right. Yeah. You're all sun. Right. And so it's, it, you know, and sometimes I do get it at night, but it's high up. It doesn't mm -hmm. come down like it does out there. So for me, I just like it because I just get the good aspects of the fog. Right, and when right, I'm driving right. in from Marin, sometimes if I leave the city and coming back, when it's cascading it's over the hills yeah. and it's always different. Yeah. That's the other thing. For me, 20 years later, I'm still seeing this different fog spectacle right. whenever I see it. And, right. and then and then when you're coming in again from Marin and you're because you're at a higher elevation and you and the, the city's totally um, covered. You know, covered in the blanket. Yeah. And it's so it's so I totally get your, yeah. your fascination with the fog. And for me, not being stuck in it day in, day out. Um, it's helpful. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, for me, I just see the good side of it. Right. Um, I mean, and it's always different. It's always a different color. I mean, not always, but oftentimes. Often. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if I can really, really say that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, to be on Mount Tam looking down. Yes. That's another thing. Yeah. And yeah. when you're, when you're above it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you're literally above the clouds. Exactly. And that's another thing with it. You just feel closer to something else. You're just like, this is crazy and beautiful and magical. And you don't have a choice almost. And you don't. If you're yeah. even remotely conscious, you can't help, I don't think, but feel this. There's something bigger going on here. Yeah, yeah. However you want to phrase it, call it. Right. When you're seeing something of that natural, that magnitude. Right. It's how can you not be touched? Right. You know, unless you're stoned or drunk or something, I guess. Exactly. But otherwise, right. how can you not be touched? Right. Okay, so I'm curious, completely changing gears, but I, I am curious about this. Um, you know, what is it like being an artist in San Francisco in 2018? Mm -hmm. You know, you've mentioned a whole bunch of organizations. Yeah. And we hear, and again, I've mentioned this repeatedly on the show because it's something that's kind of, kind of bums me out. You know, we hear about writers, artists, musicians having to leave the city because it's so expensive. Yeah. Uh, and more and more and more expensive every day, obviously. And I've been here 20 years, so I've seen a lots of waves of that mm -hmm. happening. Uh, but at the same time, the good news is on the on the on the positive side, you know, there still there are still so many organizations doing so many great things. Mm -hmm. So is it challenging? But there are these organizations who are offering enough support that the community can survive and and even thrive. Or is it kind of a little bit of both? How is it being an artist um, and trying to trying to have it be your main thing, not right. just a hobby? Is really right. what I'm asking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I always go back to ArtSpan, and I think there's probably, I mean, maybe there's a nonprofit in other cities too that helps, would could have helped other people out or me at that time, but ArtSpan is insane. They're uh -huh. so great, and All I right. think maybe without them, um, I wouldn't have started. I mean, I think you Google, you know, a question that maybe you would have to spend lots of money on some workshop or... 
um, like go back to school for. And they have a free workshop mm. for you, like mm-hmm. in a few weeks, you know. Um, so they're helping artists that way. I think it's hard to live in the city for sure with rent. Um, a lot of my artist friends have had to leave. Right. Um, but then the organizations that like the um, open studios, they put on the largest open studios in the country. Really? Artsband does. Yeah. Really? For five weekends in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, where each neighborhood will open up. So they support that, and then artists can come in and rent a studio space um, if they don't have one in that neighborhood to, you know, to be able to show their art. Um, but oh, yeah, there's a the lot event, of support. The they, they so have. the artists that, I mean, I think that's true. I mean, I, you may need to be a Bay Area artist, yep. but they support, I mean, I think thousands mm-hmm. of people who are, um, emerging artists and professional artists and everything. All, all yeah. Parts of the spectrum. Yeah. And they make it very, um, um, what's the word? Non-pretentious. Mm-hmm. It's a, mm-hmm. their events are just celebrating art yep. and, um, bringing people together. So Artspan. Artspan. Artspan.com. Artspan.com. And the open studios you said are in the fall. Are in the uh, fall. Specifically, so, do you know? Yeah. So let's see here. You may have to look it up if somebody is interested. But um, the, I'm in the mission. I'm in 1890 Bryant Studios. And ours are November, I think, 9th, 10th, and 11th. And we're the last weekend. So then bump it out yeah. for before. Yeah. And it just rotates around the city. It's so fun. Um, people open their homes or you know their official studios you just walk around and yeah it's great all right open studios art span yeah. colette hanahan uh we are completely out of time i want to make sure um i actually well i do want, i'm going to go through this instead of asking you i want to tell people in the fall you're going to be teaching landscape painting at a san francisco high school yeah so that <laughs> sounds exciting so yeah. for someone who has quote unquote no education again <laughs> Clearly, there's something there. Yeah. Clearly, there's, or either that or you lied to the high school. So maybe we shouldn't even be talking about it. Hopefully, no one's listening from that San Francisco high school. I'm in trouble. Uh, no. You're in trouble. But So that's no, uh, nice. something to look forward to. In the fall, you also might do a, be doing a plein air or open air workshop in a cave village in true France. Yeah. All right. Give me a 30 hope. seconds on that. Let's hope. So I'm waiting to see if it goes through. But yeah. um, this is the plein air workshop I took um, a few years back. And um, there, the teacher who is now teaching is waiting to see if he's able to do it. So I'm kind of... Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It would be really cool. Okay. We are completely out of time. Yes. Colette, this was oh. fantastic. It was so fun. I want to have you on again. I would With a picture, with a ukulele, and perhaps with Renata. Yes. <laughs> uh, com. So that's one L, two T's, two N's. Uh, better probably just to like Google it until she comes up. <laughs> it's a real mouthful. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Matthew.